All right, welcome back. Yeah, welcome to another episode of What's the Word? As we have been, thankfully, slowing it down. Slowing it down. Yeah, and even more so because the last time we were together, we kind of said, yeah, next time we'll talk about the ascension of Jesus' return. Oh, but there's so many things that we could, again— We know each other. I Yeah. And we that, know each other. Are you ready for this? My own mother, this past week, yeah. in a previous episode— she called me to say, like, y'all get so excited you talk over each other and you need to stop that. And I was like, yes, ma'am. Sorry, mom. <laughs> we'll try to stop. And now she's going to hear that and be like, Lee, I can't believe you said that. But it was great feedback, mom. So thank yes, you for that. Yes, and we appreciate that. Absolutely. We, we appreciate love that. feedback. We oh, love— We're doing co- it again. Doing it again. All right. <laughs> so we'll watch ourselves for that. But yeah, this time through, right, we got a great opportunity in front of us to really just reflect on just one piece, to slow it down a little mm-hmm. bit, to really take in the fullness of who Jesus is. So again, it just cracks me up that we thought we could do this in like five episodes. I don't even think it was it five. It was his name and well, it, it what he four. did. It was like three or four. Yeah. And and that how arrogant are yeah. we to think that we could cover the creator in four episodes? It's fine. We can exactly. do it. Exactly. We can do so it. This time, right? We are planning to really just look at the ascension. Yep. We'll dive into his return and what does the word say about when Jesus mm-hmm. returns next time? Because we oh, realized yeah. about ourselves. We would talk in a million different places, and mm-hmm. the ascension would not get the attention it needed. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. So that's why we talk over to the finish each other's sentences. Uh, right, we're yep. already there. Okay. We're there. We're there. Well, and as we get started with that, uh, turn into the word uh, that that verse that helps us out so much as we mm. get started recognizing this is not uh, Lee's words. This it's is not, not Dallas's, Dallas's words. Word. This is God's word. Mm-hmm. And Psalm nineteen fourteen speaks about this. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Mm -hmm. Lord, just help us to glorify you and everything that we're saying today, everything we're pointing to as we really do. Yeah, the ascension. I'm just going to throw it out there. Was it you that told me the story about how you have like other Christian friends who don't really talk about, what do you mean the ascension? What do you you? mean the ascension? It wasn't me, but I've had that question posed to me before too. So, because it's just not something, I don't want to say we skip over it, but we kind of gloss over it. Exactly. So I think we take for granted that people just understand, oh, the ascension. He rose. He rose. I mean, you know, it— Right. No, because, I mean, obviously, the focus is his Mm -hmm. death and his resurrection. Right. Like, no doubt about it. So thankful those are past episodes. Mm -hmm. Make sure you listen to those. Go listen to those. Um, Well, and I have to say, I love that we're releasing this episode toward the end of November. So, like, because— like this is getting me down the road of here at Trinity, we practice fancy word, what we call the liturgical year. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. fancy word, uh, probably a better, more down to earth is, is we have a church calendar. Right. Okay? Like a fiscal year that doesn't start in January. It starts See, in the middle of the summer. And I think a fiscal year is another fancy word that you're going to have to explain to somebody. Oh, I can't explain it. I know it has something to do with finances and numbers, but I know it doesn't start in January. Right. So neither right. does our it church, neither July does our church, 1. our church year. Good. Right. So we kind of have our own calendar, which I think makes sense when you look at other cultures, mm-hmm. like when people find out it's like Chinese New Year or mm-hmm. um, even when there's certain Jewish holidays and stuff like that. Right. I think people are familiar enough with the idea of different calendars. So I don't think it'll trip anybody up to know that Shouldn't. the Christian church also has a calendar traditionally that, right. it, that it honors. And it goes to basically friends like <laughs> holidays. Holidays. Right? So Thanksgiving week, certainly something to think about. We have certain cultures will always have certain holidays and things that they celebrate mm-hmm. together. And we in the Christian church— um, have certain holidays and celebrations and have from the beginning of time. First celebration that the Christian church had was? Easter. 
Yeah, the resurrection. Mm -hmm. So, and every single Sunday, every single first day of the week, they would get together to celebrate. Because when it first happened, especially, and for the hundreds of years that followed, as we have witnessed in this and then modern or in early church history, right? kind of a big deal. Really big deal. Guy rises from the dead, ascends to the Father. You got to talk about it, right? So eventually over the years, there's certain key festivals is what we call them, right. holidays, mm-hmm. um, that we celebrate. So yeah, Christmas is a big one, right? right? Do you do you, do you you know about Christmas, Dallas? I have an inkling about <laughs> Christmas. We've talked about it a little bit. Right? How an, many trees? Uh, 10 fully okay. decorate, like full size that yeah. are above, uh, five feet and above <laughs> that are fully decorated. And it is impressive. I got to see it last year. Thank like, you. Absolutely impressive. Thank you. I'm adding a tree this year. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. So, and and it's funny because like, okay, so this is, this is going to help people. Our calendar, our new year, happy mm-hmm. new year starts here soon enough. Right. Right. So when the season of Advent comes here at the first Sunday in December, it's not mm-hmm. always the first Sunday in December. No, it's weird. It, it's weird. You find you find Christmas. Well it's like Easter moves around too. You know? Yes. So so it it, it kind of shimmies a little bit. Yes. Yeah, so Easter moves for different reasons. We'll right. get to that at some point because I don't even have like the fullness of the explanation. It has oh, something yeah. to do with uh, astrology and calendars and interesting right. things mm-hmm. there. But but Christmas is always December 25th. Right. right. We have that. We celebrate that as a culture. And truly all we do is count back four Sundays yep. before December 25th. And this year's funny because the Sunday before Christmas is the 24th. <laughs> and so we're going to have, here at least at Trinity, we have an Advent for service on Christmas Eve morning where it's the season of Advent, and then all of a sudden by 2 o'clock or 4 o'clock, four o'clock. the first service, it's going to be Christmas. Okay, surprise, <laughs> Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas. But you have these seasons, okay? Right. And the reason why I say this too, though, and I won't get into all the seasons, we can have another, that's not even a what's the word. No. Nope, so we probably will never have we that We probably won't do that, actually. But you can talk to us later. But at the end of the church year, in November, in November. you're always talking about Christ's return, mm-hmm. okay? And at a certain point in the church here, so basically, I'll, I'll do a brief walkthrough. Okay. You've got Advent, which is all this anticipation of Jesus coming, mm-hmm. all right? Jesus Jesus coming for the very first time. The first time. In the incarnation, we've talked about this. And then you go into this season, uh, uh, or so you have a celebration of something called Epiphany. Mm-hmm. So the wise men come, Jesus right. is the light of the world. Then we would call it the season after Epiphany, which really focuses on Jesus's miracles, his ministry, his baptism, things like that. And then you have an event called the Transfiguration, another one where people are like, what is that? What are you talking about? Oh, we'll talk about that. But we have a specific Sunday where we celebrate that right before the season of Lent starts. Mm -hmm. And Lent, friends, is that uh, 40 days, not counting Sundays, prior to Easter. So they figure out where Easter is, and then you do the 40-day calculation. Right. Kicks off on a thing called Ash Wednesday. Um, But anyways, then you have Easter. And now this is why I'm getting there, right? It takes so long to get there. But friends, okay. So we've had a beginning of the year and then somewhere around February, March, Lent starts. And then you have Easter, which usually this year is ending really early uh, in like right around the the turn of March and April. Oh, wow. Uh, And then then you start counting some days because Jesus rose and he did his ministry for 40 days Mm -hmm. after and so after 40 days of ministry, after he'd resurrected, so this new reality thing we talked about, he ascends to the Father. And, and in recognition of that, we celebrate on, and some churches actually do it on a Thursday. So actually 40 days after, uh, celebrate the ascension. Our church does it. Not many churches do that. Not many p- churches are in that pattern. That would be in a high church. Um, sure. Very, very, very li- traditional. traditional. Yeah, and liturgical, liturgical. is the word. Uh, again, so, so, so all this to say, 
I find it fun because I know the next episode is Jesus' return. Mm-hmm. This is the ascension, and, and and we'll talk about what that really means. But in, in in a sense, it's all he reigns. So this time of the church year, we're always going, okay, like Christ is coming back, the King, the King, he's reigning, all this other stuff, and then we're about to turn the corner into Advent, mm-hmm. and the message is Jesus is coming. Right. Right. And there's so I've always I've always thought it was so funny. And this is definitely my church nerdiness, not necessarily my Bible nerdiness coming out. But like we end in the same place in a sense that we start. Right? Yeah. So we end the church here in full anticipation of Jesus' second, second coming, coming, his return. Right. And then when we're done with that and the new year starts, we're talking about his, his first, first coming. coming. And next episode, we'll break that down a little more because mm-hmm. we get to talk about Christmas. Uh, we get to talk about Christmas. Uh, that I think it's really important to notice how Christmas is actually giving that same message in the same way that they looked forward to him coming in the first place. It's a really nice parallel. We look forward to him mm-hmm. coming in the second place. Mm-hmm. So until then, though, Jesus reigns is what I would say. He's king. He's boss. He's Lord over all because of this event that we call the Ascension, Ascension. which is super cool because in the Ascension and in his second coming, we get the king that everybody thought was going to show up the first time. Yeah. So that is that that is an awesome picture is that they thought the Messiah and the Christ was going to come as this military ruler and this this big powerful king. This I mean, world-dominating I world dominating. This world king. dominating. I yeah. can't help but think, you know, Aladdin, you know, when when sure. Prince Ali comes in on his elephants <laughs> and everything. That's what they were that's what the people were looking for when they thought that the Messiah was coming, the savior, you know, all of that. Uh, that's not how he how he arrived on the scene the first time yeah the first time but because of the ascension that's how he's coming back exactly he's coming back with all of his glory and all of his power and it is king jesus without a doubt hands down it is king jesus which is so fun cuz like uh i get to walk through talking about the psalms it's not a place that we had down here and it, it is certainly more for the return but it, it but it helps it helps the place that we're in psalm 2 Okay. It's the picture for the Psalms and it describes this king and it, it sets the tone. Everybody understands if you really break down the structure of the book of Psalms, it is not just a randomly put together book. No. It is put together for a very specific reason. And Psalm 2 speaks about this king who's going to do exactly what you just said. Like all the rulers that are doing wrong, all the, the worldly kings right. that want to, this is the words of Psalm 2, that want to throw off uh, the chains of God and his anointed one. Mm. It's talking about Jesus. It's Jesus. Right? This king's going to come and he's going to set everything straight. He's going to yep. bring justice into the world. And so when Jesus arrives that very first time, it's very much like this isn't what we expected. This is not this is not the king that we, you know, the king that we were expecting is not going to be born in a stable. Exactly. You know? Not going to be po- walking around in poverty. Right. Not going to be teaching and definitely not going to be crucified. Yeah. I mean, that's just not a thing. But like a, I love the way God did it, right? And it's kind of We've talked about this before. Number one question I get as a pastor, why? Why did he do it that way? I don't know, but I love the way he did it. But I love I love that he did. Yeah, because, uh, and it's funny, like even today, every every quarter of religion, I get the opportunity to um, talk about a very specific Psalm, Psalm 46. Uh, and uh, Psalm 46 is a, is a retelling, not a retelling, but a, a response to this moment in Isaiah where basically King Hezekiah under attack, we'll get there one day, but like King Hezekiah's thing is like, God, prove to the world you are who you say you are. Mm -hmm. God, prove to the world that you are the one and only. In Jesus' death and resurrection, God proves 
He is who he said he was. He's the one and only. He is. Yeah. That's it. And so, and, and, and I would say in his ascension. Now, here, I don't know how your homework went on this. Okay. Mine made me go, it is so fascinating that this significant event, right? The actual recording of the event mm-hmm. is only seven verses in all of scripture. Yeah. And it's not in all four gospels. Correct. The, it's not it's not spelled out. Like yes, it's it's good. not See, okay, the, so yeah. it's not spelled out. Like the feeding of the five thousand, that is is almost word for word in all four gospels. The crucifixion, the resurrection, all four gospels, okay? But the ascension, a big deal, is not verbatim recorded in all four gospels. But what's so interesting, right? Because I think a lot of times our minds go the miraculous stuff, the really cool stuff, the like fascinating, like uh, cinematic moments oh, yeah. are the most important things. Mm. And for some reason, for the four gospel writers, that wasn't true. No. Now, now, what's so interesting though for me, Dallas, is like I started counting though, even though it's really recorded in two places, seven verses, the actual event. And one, two, three, four, uh, and then I got to include five and six. And it's, it's actually accounted for in six different books. And it's also fulfilling a seventh. So it's actually talked about in all of these places in scripture that right. we oftentimes just brush over. We do. But like the actual event was those seven verses. So mm-hmm. it's like, wow, okay, this is so interesting and fascinating. Mm-hmm. Because in it, and even as I talk about that, I think, I think I've mentioned this before. My brain works in such a way that I love talking about certain things. I don't know if I'm repeating myself. But there was one of those shows, uh, either, either the Bible— or AD, the Bible continues. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? I do. I do. I love I love Jesus movies. I love like and when I say a Jesus movie, I mean a movie that depicts Jesus and his life and his ministry and stuff. I don't remember which show it was. It was one of those two. Their depiction of the ascension was that grand big cinematic moment. Because I didn't a lot of times that. a lot of times in movies that do this, mm-hmm. they will be very creative in a way to not show anything. Right. Because it, it it's a little I don't want to say ambiguous, but it's a it's Yes. As far as the like what as far as things how did like, that happen? Like what did yeah. it what did you see when, what when you didn't see is him? Clear. What yes. it looked like is, is not. not. Yeah. Well, I yeah. want to know what you saw. I know I, I know, know what you saw, but I want to know what you saw. And it just so and so it fascinates me. Now granted I said seven verses and they're all written by one guy. Okay. Yep. So so the the gospel writer Luke uh, is the one that records because Luke is your guy that wants all those details. Everybody has everything. The doctor, the physician, mm-hmm. and so 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 Luke also writes the account of Acts, mm-hmm. and it's in the last chapter of Luke and the first chapter of Acts that we get these seven verses that talk about what actually happened. But again, it's interesting. Just so someone listening goes, hang on, I'm, like I didn't want to leave them hanging for too long. Right. John does mention. Mm-hmm. Jesus says this is going to happen. He right. said, talks about ascension specifically. Uh, Paul mentions it in Ephesians and Colossians and Philippians. So in his letters to those churches in Ephesus and Colossae and uh, Philippi. Uh, and then it's fulfilling in the Psalms. So we're going to get there, friends. But I wanted to make sure you knew. Yeah, Luke's the one that actually records it down for us because he's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that happened too. Mm-hmm. The other, maybe he's like, the other guys didn't talk about it. So I need to make sure I did. I no, don't I'm going to put that down. Yeah. So when we look at these, uh, well, you got Luke uh, Luke 24 open. I have Luke 24 open. What are those uh, four verses? Four verses. Okay, so Luke 24, starting in verse 50. When he, Jesus, had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and they stayed continually at the temple praising God. Yeah. 
Okay, big deal. Big deal. Okay, big deal. Small details. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so one of the things that that I have picked up on since we have been doing sure. uh, our podcast is the worship aspect. Oh, yeah. That is something- I'm glad that stood out to you. Yeah. It did. It stands out to me. And that is something that I, I knew going into this, but it was it has been made abundantly clear to me. Like you have you have brought it to the forefront of my mind, so that when I see that, I'm like, oh, that is such a big deal. Yeah, it is such a big deal. Such a testament. To it who is. Jesus actually and so is. they because they it would be you know I I'm a member here at Trinity. Okay, I'm a born and born and raised Lutheran. Sure. And it would be very difficult for me to throw off forty something years of uh, of church instruction. Okay, so these guys were in. A, a similar position where Good. they had to throw off basically lifelong and teaching. lifelong and generational and and risk you and, know and I would say, everything. I would say it's 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 throwing off, but it's also but it's not. It but it's a change. It, yeah. it, it it does. Good. We see okay, it as we we see the shift, the change, and everything lining up. But but the people, their families. For generations. For generations would be yeah. like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you doing this? You know, that how can you how can you give worship to something that is is not God in their in 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 their uh limited scope, in their un unenlightened um viewpoint of things that they just wouldn't they wouldn't shadowed, know whatever you the, want to shadowed, call it, veiled. Right? Yeah, the veiled. And yeah, and they, they just hadn't uh they hadn't fully embraced and accepted that Jesus really is who he says he is. Yeah. And that it, it it really isn't a throwing off of of their, you know, everything that their tradition and everything like that. It but it is it is a shift. And it but it is a significant, it's a significant shift. shift. But I, I and, and think about this, friends. Like if you have Jewish friends, like mm-hmm. they're still in that boat. Right. Of the these guys' right. families and stuff like that. So it's one of that's what we believe at least, right? Uh, and so, so there's still that longing of the Messiah to arrive and to come and things like that. And right. this is not acknowledging who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. And and again, I don't think that's an offensive thing because we're not saying like. Uh, no, it just it just it hurts. It does hurt my heart though. It just sure. makes me a little uh, uncomfortable um, because I would love for all of our Jewish brothers and sisters to understand and have the hope that we do. Because we're coming from this place of everything that we built on, yeah. right? Everything yeah. we see, everything we teach and confess, it mm-hmm. is one of those things. Because I do think, this is somewhat of a, a fun side note. I think sometimes the world gets so confused by Christians mm-hmm. really wanting people to know what the Bible says right. and really wanting to know who Jesus is and what he did for them. Right. But it's because like, one, Jesus tells us to, kind of a big deal. And two, all these things that we've been talking about, I was appreciating a second ago, like all the ways we built into this conversation, like how we can start talking about certain things, certain ways, because we've laid some framework and some groundwork right. in previous episodes. And that's the thing is if, if Jesus is who he says he is, right? If he is God, if he really did die and rise again on the third day, which means he has authority over death. Uh, and if he really did all these miracles and things like that, well, then this this guy is the boss. Right. He is the big deal. And, it, it, and this is a natural transition and, and progression. Truth. And we want people to know, mm-hmm. to honor and respect truth. Right. Things that actually happened. Uh, what is, uh, I love Pastor Gene shares, and it's somebody else's thing, but he loves sharing it. Reality is, um, or truth, there it is. Truth is reality as perceived by God. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. So, so what does that mean? It means like, Truth is what is, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So, so, and, and so I, I love like that we have this, 
but I want those details so bad. I do too. I do too. So again, all we have is he lifted up his hands. Okay, there's a visual. He lifted up his hands. Uh, and then while he was blessing them, so I do appreciate how some movies have done this. They're like, they're like combining Matthew's end with the Great Commission. And so as he's blessing them, he was in it. It's like, I mean, I'm sitting on one of the disciples. Oh, no, no. Well, guys, what, what just happened? What just happening? happened? Yeah. But we don't get that. We don't you get see the reaction. that, right? You saw you saw what he just did, right? Exactly. Yeah. And at the same time, like John makes it plain to us that like he has said he was, this was going to happen. This so was going to really happen. Probably didn't surprise them. And and then post resurrection experiences, we don't have a ton of those. But we he probably talked about this was going to happen. Right. So we don't see them surprised. Don't where panic, you Jesus. Where are you going? When are you going to be back? We don't yeah. see any of that. But then you have carried up into heaven, mm-hmm. which is again that loaded word. But we can use like the skies. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we know that much about it. And then that detail you point out, after worshiping him, they returned to Jerusalem with great joy. Joy. Yeah. Not fear. Nope. Not confusion. Nope. Not wondering what happened. Not everything that happened on the other side of the cross, mm-hmm. right? On yeah. the other side of the resurrection. Right. It's just complete joy. And they were continually where? In the temple. Praising God. Yeah. And again, to, to, your, to, to your credit of what you were saying earlier, Dallas, like, that's bold mm-hmm. to go to the temple. These guys just killed your boss. Yeah. And now you're going to stand there you in there. You were hiding out of fear mm-hmm. from all that punishment. And now yep. you're going to go straight up to their home base. Right. And praise God for everything he accomplished through Jesus. Through Jesus. We see this play out where? In, in the Acts. book of Acts. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so uh, again, those were those four verses. And then we turn over to uh, Acts 1. And we see Luke continuing, right? So he's going to say like, oh, that was my first account. Now it's time for me to pick back up what was what was happening. And I'll start at, uh, so so 9 through 11 actually say what happened. Um, but I'll give you the, the prequel since it's only the eight verses before. I wrote the first narrative, Theophilus, right? So we know Luke uses that name as mm-hmm. he starts that. So we know this is Luke and also the writing styles and the Greek and all this right. stuff. Mine says in my former book. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote the first narrative, my former mm-hmm. book, The Office of the Bible, all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day that he was taken up after he'd given instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. Okay, so really true. There's another. There's an eighth verse we can add there. He's taken up. He talks about it. After he suffered, he also presented himself alive to them by many convincing proofs, appearing to them over a period of 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While he was with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for the Father's promise, which, which he said, you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit in a few days. So when they had come together, they asked, Lord, are you restoring the kingdom of Israel at this time? He said to them, it's not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now, the fun part there, Dallas, too, is I'm so glad Luke gave us the second volume because he didn't give us that. No, that wasn't, that wasn't in the... So there's more details here. Mm-hmm. Just for me, at least, refines the whole... Yeah, there's a whole lot. Like John mentions this at the end of his. Right, there's so much more that could have been written. Mm-hmm. That would not even The world could not even contain the books. That's right. what John says. That's powerful. Well, then we get to uh, verses 9 through 11. Will you read those ones for us? Sure. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. 
Luke, <laughs> why didn't you give us that in Luke? It's so interesting, right? But it's cool because you do have, okay, now I can understand why they worship. Now I can understand why they were praising him. And this is why, friends, it's so important to keep reading. Yeah, keep going. It's like, you know, Dory is just keep swimming, just, just keep, keep swimming. swimming. When it comes to scripture, friends, like, and maybe this will be a refrain of our podcast. I don't know. Just, just keep, keep reading. reading. Just keep reading. Just keep reading, 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 right? Because you get more. Now that There's song's so going to be in my head. Good. That's, that was the point. And some, somebody's driving around. I'm going, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, yes, because you won't forget it. So that, but, but, man, what an incredible thing. Okay, so there's this cloud that envelops him. Mm-hmm. That's so fascinating. There's these uh, two men in white clothes, okay? And we've seen that before. We have at mm-hmm. the resurrection. Yep. And they say something very specifically in it and is a great reminder of all the things, according to John, right. specifically that we know he said um, previously, okay? So it was all building towards something. And again, the Lord truly only knows mm-hmm. what else was said that we don't have recorded down here that just reaffirmed and reaffirmed and all the things that they were probably going. But what an incredible— yeah. Event moment event. event that that the that AD the Bible continues mm-hmm. scene that I love so much. I loved it because it was like out in the desert. So I, I think everybody depicts it out in the desert. Um, but it is funny how like some people do it. But Jesus basically is walking up uh, a hill and talking, and all of a sudden there's like this storm that comes in, is what it looks like, and then it like busts open. And like you see all the the hosts of heaven. Oh, like the that angels. would be so cool. Like, and and the angels in that one were like warriors. Oh, like, I love like that. They looked yeah. like the Roman warriors. And they like just stepped forward. And so you see in the clouds, like all of these hundreds of angels stepping forward mm-hmm. to embrace him. And then it's like, and then he's gone. And then he's gone. And it's like, what in the world? So, so I love just, that was one of, one of the very few ascension scenes. Okay, it's the only ascension scene that like I actually appreciate because for the most part, there is this great mystery mm-hmm. to what happened and to what was seen. And I think we can respect that for sure. Right. Right. Absolutely. And I um, just lost my train of thought. All good. Oh, just. My train of thought was taking us to the other places where this is mentioned too. Okay. Go so, there. So, we'll go there and maybe my thought will come back to Well, so, so we had those seven verses that describe some things, but it's important um, to talk about like all the other places in scripture. So, so John's gospel actually talks about it four times. Uh, so I think it's probably helpful. Um, and, and, and really and truly, I didn't have another one. Yeah, John 3. Uh, let's start with John 3. I've got and, Mark on my list. Oh, interesting. I've Where got, did you add me some Mark, Mark up in there? Mark okay, 16. Book yeah. Oh, uh, well, see, I don't include Mark 16. That's why he's not on my list. Oh, well. That's my fault though. Okay. He's that's on, that he's, extra part. He's of, on my list. So, and that's the thing. So historically, it's so interesting. Like maybe because Luke was passed around. I think we talked about this. Did we talk about this yet? Maybe. So the ending of Mark, but then also John eight. Oh yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those two pieces. Yeah. And so the part of Mark that is attributed to the ascension that does have an ascension account mm-hmm. uh, is the one that we're saying. Ah, Mark probably didn't write that. So. So it's one of those things. It is a good place, but it's a good reminder. Yeah. And again, it's not saying what's written there didn't happen. It's just saying Mark probably Mark didn't. May write not it. have been the one to yeah, write that. That's all it was. Yeah. But John three, we have your oh, moment. John three. What do you call it? Nick at night. Nick at night. I love Nick at night. Nick at night. So so Jesus is talking with a guy named Nicodemus, mm-hmm. uh, and at one point he says to Nicodemus uh, in this really important chapter, John three, <laughs> where you get John three sixteen. Three sixteen. Uh, so he says. Uh, to Nicodemus. Okay, I'll start at verse 10. He says, are you a teacher of Israel and don't know these things? 
So there's this whole stuff about being born again and 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 the spirit moving and the flesh and all this stuff. It's it's a little. We'll get it to Nick at night in another episode. Uh, truly, I tell you, we, we speak what we know and we testify to what we have seen, but you do not accept our testimony. Verse twelve: If I have told you about earthly things and you don't believe, how will you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? Verse thirteen. No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. Okay, so it's really interesting there that, that this is a part of uh, of the conversation. And, uh, and, and I hesitate at whether or not to say this because I feel okay. like this is confusing. I, re- I remember at one point when I was studying John 3 in seminary looking at the Greek, there was at least that sentence that we just read. Some people were curious whether or not that was Jesus' words or John being the narrator of this gospel that said that. Oh. Because it, think about what he says. No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man, and some manuscripts add who is in heaven. Right? So it's, it's John's writing this after all of this okay. happened. And he's doing it. But nonetheless, John mentions the ascension. Yes, he does. This is coming. This right. is going, either this is coming or it's already happened. That is truthful. That's John's hand, hand you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's his mm-hmm. words. So we know that there's this mention. Okay, that's John 3. And then we can go over to John 7. Looking at, I wrote, I realized I put 20 verses down there, but it's really like four of them there. Yeah, that are really I read, I, I looked at that and I was like, you're very thorough. We're not gonna, <laughs> we're not gonna read all of we those, ain't are we? We're reading all them verses. All right, so uh, then Jesus said, or here in, in John chapter 7, Uh, I am only with you for a short time. Then I'm going to the one who sent me. You will look for me, but you will not find me. And where I am, you cannot come. Then the Jews said to one another, where does he intend to go so we won't find him? Yeah, arrogance. Uh, He doesn't intend to go uh, to the Jewish people dispersed among the Greeks and teach the Greeks, does he? What is this remark he made? You will look for me and you will not find me. And where I am, you cannot come. All right. And then uh, I keep on in verse 39. Uh, he said this about the Spirit. So he's going to talk about this promise of the Spirit coming. Uh, those who believed in Jesus were going to receive the Spirit for the Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet been mm-hmm. glorified. Okay, mm-hmm. And that's actually a word that's used over in John 3, 2 about being glorified. About being glorified. And being raised up. And we ascended. see that after the resurrection too. We see we see that phrasing in in several accounts for the resurrection about don't hold on to me. I have not yet returned to the Father. And then his, you know, we, we see that. Um, in one of our our last episode, actually the the resurrection episode. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, and friends, as we're walking through this, you're like, why are they going to all these places? We're just trying to like show you that Jesus talked about his ascension. He did. before it happened. He did, and that's why we like to to call the disciples the disciples because yeah. he he made his plans abundantly known. Like he he knew what was going to happen to him. And he tried to prepare his disciples for it. Uh, but like what he said to Nicodemus, if I talk to you about earthly things, if I talk right. to you about things that that you can touch, taste, feel, smell, and see, and you still don't you understand still don't it, it. How am I supposed to talk to you about this how stuff? How can I talk to you about some of this other things that that's a little bit higher thinking? And and so that is, and and that's what we're trying to do is that we have all of these places in scripture because what's the word? That uh, that that points to he was laying a foundation. Absolutely. He was laying a foundation so that his disciples weren't caught off guard, so they didn't panic and freak uh, out, which well, they did anyway. They did anyways. It's similar to the whole uh, 
his death, y'all. He yeah. mentions his death. I, we didn't talk I, about that then. I don't know how many times he talks about it so much. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because at one point, like Peter gets upset with him, like yeah. Lord, this cannot be. And he don't says, talk get, about this. Get behind me, Satan. Mm-hmm. Right. But but what, but what it is is they're like they're fighting. There's all these things, and then like again, putting all of Scripture into uh, the context is so important. Right. So so Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are writing these words after mm-hmm. all of these things have taken place. Right. They're going along with life and maybe some of them are good little note takers and they have their own diaries and journey, journals. I don't know. But it's afterward where they start to to reflect and they're in conversation. Oh yeah, do you remember when he said this? Do you remember, this? When, do he you remember this? when he said yep. this? And so it was like, okay, we need to share this stuff and right. they're writing it all down. Right. And they see it then. And, and they had they had the the benefit of the Holy Spirit as, as they're as exactly. they're working through these. So before before he was glorified, before he ascended, but you know, at, on the the other side of the cross, the the previous, you know, they they didn't have the benefit of the Holy Spirit, and we don't have one of my notes in my in my Bible right here uh, in Luke says we don't have the power to understand Scripture by ourselves. We need the power of the Holy Spirit Absolutely. to open our minds, and so it, it's what we while we're glossing over the ascension in in. Most places, of, sure, we're that just we, not thinking. We're about, not thinking we're not about, it. about it. Yeah. We forget, or you know, sometimes I take for granted that it requires the Holy Spirit to help me even begin to understand what I'm reading. If you want to think about like a reading comprehension test, I, I don't have the ability to understand what I'm reading aside and apart from the Holy Spirit. Well, our gospel writers, all of our our biblical authors. They did not have that ability, you know, the, our gospel writers before uh, Acts 2. Right, they exactly. didn't. They didn't have that. Exactly, which like makes me, it just reminds me, like we've been on this fun journey with Jesus. I love Jesus. That, that's another fun podcast name, Fun Journey with Jesus. Fun Journey saying. with Jesus. <laughs> so anyways, but like- Journeys we'll, with Jesus. We'll, 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 we'll keep that conversation with Jesus going here in this, in 2023, but what a fun turn to go Trinity route. Well, we and we in need the new to. Year. Yeah, yeah that's, we, that really we need is the next to. natural conversation for us to have. Because and so, so we can understand. Because some people listening are going, "Holy Spirit, what is she talking about?" Right, right. And so, but it's good, right? Because Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and it's something that after He ascends, it's really, it's really is a closely connected thing to the oh, ascension. Yeah. yeah, he says, "I need to ascend so that I can send the Holy Spirit." Right, right. right. That's what's coming next, and yep. you already heard that in the language that. Um, the two men used in Acts mm-hmm. 1. And mm-hmm. you're going to hear it actually in John. John's going to keep on going. And in John 16, uh, verse 7, uh, he says, and this is this is important. This is Monday, Thursday. So this is the, the night before he died, the night before he went to the cross. He's talking to his disciples. Uh, he says, uh, yet I've spoken to these things to you. This is verse 6. Sor- uh, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, verse 7, I am telling you the truth it is for your benefit that I go away because if I don't go away, the counselor, which is another word for the Holy Spirit, I will not come to you. If I go, I will send him to you. So again, Jesus is on the night before the cross. Saying, right. Oh yeah, by the way, what's going to happen? I'm going to leave. I'm going to go. Uh, I'll be back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and until then, mm-hmm. I have a gift for you. Right. <laughs> I'm sending a babysitter. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna send a babysitter in a, my stead. A guide, a leader. Uh-huh. What, what another fun I know trail to go down. I know. Yeah. And I was thinking about the Trinity while I was actually driving in. I was like, oh my goodness. So when we get to the Trinity, we're gonna have I mean that that's another at least 
three episodes for Four. yeah I would you know, say, for the for I the trinity got to have the intro just to have the concept just down. to have and the then, concept yeah, let's and talk then about the father let's talk about the son and the holy spirit and actually we'll be able to divide it even more y'all we have a ride in front of us this oh is my so goodness good. yes but going back to the ascension right so there you have it there's the gospel accounts for when the ascension is mentioned where Jesus himself said it um but Paul picks this up so it's so funny right we think uh Matthew what's what's up why didn't you say anything about this I mean, and I do wonder, think about this. Like, I think you kind of shared this before you started recording. If you just read Matthew, what do you think happens next? Right? You really just end with, uh, yeah, go into go all the nations, and tell everybody disciples. everything, make yep. disciples. I'm with mm-hmm. you always to the end of the age. Great. How? And, how? How, and, how are you going to do that? And I'm also going, uh, well, if he did all that, like, what did he do next? <laughs> what happens now? Where did he go? Right. Right. This just idea. Just keep reading. Just keep reading. And this is why it's so important. I, and this is why, again, I appreciate that God used so many different people from different walks of life to give us different perspectives and, and a different way to understand the fullness of everything that happened. And I really appreciate it. I continue to go back to John's words about how. I thought you didn't like John. I know. I've come Look to like him. Look at you. Tell? Yeah. But I, I go. I appreciate different things that he's done for sure and mm-hmm. saying you really couldn't fill the world with the books we could have written about the things that he did. I love that. I just love that. And I'm going to go back to it over Mm -hmm. and over again because so much more happened. But John says, these things are written that you would believe that he is the Christ, the son of God, right? Exactly. So he is who he says he is. Now, Paul, right? We've talked about Paul, right? We've talked, we've, we've touched on Paul. Okay. We've we've touched touched on on Paul. Paul. Mm -hmm. I've shared that I think he is one of the greatest um, pieces of evidence Yes. For the truth of who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. Because he was the guy that persecuted. He was known as Saul. Yep. He was the one that killed Christians. Kind of a, we would say that's a big deal. Don't do that to any religion. Don't go killing people. No. Right? That's not a good thing. That's not God honoring. Uh, So he would do that to Christians. And then all of a sudden, this Emmaus Road experience that's in the the book of Acts. That'll be another episode down the road, I'm sure. Um, not Emmaus. Damascus. Damascus Road. Yeah. Correct me, please. Yeah. I was like, I wait a minute. A, I can be Woo. a disciple too. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> um, but he has this transformative appearance of Jesus, yep. which is kind of a big deal. That's a huge On deal. On a road, goes blind, crazy stuff, y'all. Like, like seriously fun mm-hmm. stuff to dive into. But he changes his ways. He goes from persecuting, killing the church to being the primary writer of the all New in. Testament. Like all in. And and as much as we gloss over the ascension, as much as it seems our boy Matthew, thanks Matthew and Mark, at least the original Mark, the John original Mark, Mark, John Mark, uh, didn't mention this. Uh, Paul does. Paul points to it as one of like the chief things because because I am sure, right? Anybody that just reads Matthew and you go start reading Paul's letters, or even if you go read, well, maybe not Acts because it does account for it, mm-hmm. but like you're kind of like, wait, what happened to Jesus? Where is he? Paul establishes over and over again when he right. talks with the churches where he is. He's ascended. Mm-hmm. To he the has Father. ascended. So I, I, you know, I like to do a little extracurricular reading. So Absolutely. before before we understatement, end, yeah. <laughs> my husband just walks in and he's like, "How many books do you have?" Yeah, Dallas, when you say that, you need to be like extracurricular. <laughs> extra. I'm very extra. So, but <laughs> no, because no, there's just so much. Oh yeah, no, extra, no. Extracurricular. It reading. is very yeah. extracurricular. Yeah. So I was uh, flipping through our our friend Francis Peeper, and uh, <laughs> I don't consider him a friend. It, it's you know I <laughs> I, have, I I I flip through his books. Francis Peeper is a really smart guy that mm-hmm. 
wrote really dense theological books that hurt your brain. They do. Okay. Uh, because he forgets, I think, that most people, uh, even even learned scholars, are not fluent in biblical Greek. <laughs> and and he just switches from English to Greek in the middle of a sentence. And I'm going, oh, come on. Uh, just figure it out. Okay, so you're reading Peter. So I'm reading him, and he talks about the ascension. Okay. Okay, the ascension as uh, we might think of it as like a transitional phase, you know, where, Ooh, where okay. uh, and, and that's something that, that I'm guilty of. I mean, I think of it, I'm like, oh, well, he's like on an escalator, you know, and he's going up to heaven and, and whatnot. Uh, okay. So that's not, that, that's not what, what Peeper says about it. And he gave mm-hmm. this, this mental picture about that Jesus is not for the ascension, um, entering into a period of rest Good. or idleness that he is in a, uh, active, divine dominion where he is a ruling monarch and that just is like a springboard for our next episode on on the return yes but but just because we see him see him um ascend and the clouds cover him doesn't mean that he is not active and he's not working he is actually taken over the 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 ruling monarch and we have king jesus victor yes. jesus yes. victor um and i just thought that was really really cool i'm so glad i remember actually you remember reading I don't that i remember a lot of people but <laughs> i remember that for sure mm-hmm. because this is this is the why does the ascension matter yeah because because i love how you said it it's not that it's like oh god god finished his creation and then he rested. He's and it's, not and resting. It's not that right now. Mm-mm. Jesus is not resting. He's reigning. He is reigning. He's ruling mm-hmm. as king. And that's why we can talk about the kingdom of God now. Oh, yeah. Which when I use that word, a lot of times we think of earthly kingdom. Mm-mm. But I appreciate how one of my professors, uh, Dr. Jeffrey Gibbs. Oh, said, I know him. He translates, he translates it, the kingdom of God as the reign and rule of God. Oh, yeah. And so it's not a political boundary. No. It's not a city or a Mm-mm. state Mm-mm. or a country. It is wherever yep. Jesus rules and he reigns. Yep. And that is a as a present tense verb. Yeah. It is happening right now. Right now. Good. Because I do, I think, and it's so funny because sometimes Lutherans or Catholics will get criticized because of how much we love Good Friday. Oh. And how much we love what? the cross. Yes. And like some of our other denominational brothers and sisters will say to us, uh, you do know he came down. He got right? down off the cross. <laughs> Yes, I know. Because I think about it, right? The big celebration yeah. as we celebrate the resurrection is he lives. He lives. He's alive. Yeah. And then after ascension, the celebration, the, the phrase of the church here is he reigns. He reigns. And, 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 and the truth of the matter is, yeah, we really could just be sitting in that because that's our present reality. It is. It is. And do you, I mean, you know, we, we live in crazy times. I mean, that just nobody can dispute that. We live in crazy times. Yes. I could be, I, I, I have a tendency to be dramatic. <laughs> what? And to get really worked up over certain things. And, uh, but don't laugh that hard. I mean, I'm that's sorry. just, it's not supposed to be that funny. It was good. Um, but I have such a peace and such a comfort knowing that, yeah, we, we're going to go through some sticky situations here, but what we're going to see on the other side is going to make right. everything. It, it's not going to matter what we what we're doing. You know the some of the stuff that we have to deal with. It's not going to matter when we get there. You Good. know it's it's just it's just part of the journey. And it goes back to the whole why we slowed down and took the steps that we yeah. did. Yeah. And I'm so glad now. I'm so even glad more we did so that we didn't add return to this episode because yes. like Jesus came. Yep. He died. He did. 
He rose. He did. And all of that shows us how and why it's so important that he's reigning right now. Reigning. And why it's so important. If if we hadn't already established that Jesus is 100% God and 100% man, in particular, if Jesus was just some good teacher, right. his ascension wouldn't matter. Mm-mm. Right? Because again, it's kind of the, oh, absorbed, I'm done. No. No. Jesus is not done. Well, and we've seen that in the Old Testament where, you know, we've got Enoch and Elijah. Sure. And okay, they're not Jesus. And so they're there and we can we can talk about some Old Testament people, you know, we can we can put that on our board. Sure. Um they their departure from this world doesn't matter eternally to us. Oh fair. I love that connection. It, it Good doesn't call. it doesn't matter eternally to Good. us. So readers or listeners, readers. Readers <laughs> reading are you podcast? reading our own oh, goodness. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> subtitles. Sub- yeah. Oh, I feel bad I'm for them. Sub- I'm all subtitles yeah. all the time. So but uh Enoch, Enoch. Uh, Elijah, these are Old Testament figures who were all we have the details of Enoch is that he walked with God. He walked with and God. Hebrews picks it up and says the similar thing. Yep. Elijah was very visual, very climactic event, yep. taken up with a chariot, chariot of, fire. of fire. But I love that you just pointed that out. But it has, I mean, yes, we we learn from them and we're, you know, we're grateful that they're that they're part of the, the canon of scripture. But that those two events don't matter to me eternally. Jesus is being taken up and they even use the, the, the same verbiage is used. He was taken up into heaven. He was, right. and, and we see that over, you know, over again in, in several different places in the new Testament. Um, that matters to me. Yeah, absolutely. That matters. That's well, and, the, that's and the big deal. Reigns. And he reigns. And this, this piece that you picked up with Peeper and, and, and Peeper picks it up because Paul says this. Yes. Right. So again, kind of finding some at? places in, uh, let's go. Uh, Ooh, let's well, go to actually, Philippians. I'm going to, I'm going to backtrack just a second. Hmm. Let's go Acts 2. I think this is kind of critical. Yeah, I'm in Acts 2. Um, Acts 2 verse uh, 33. 33. Because y'all, so so, so Jesus ascends. You have Mm -hmm. this really brilliant event that that I'm sure we'll talk about at some point with the event event that happened at Pentecost, the Mm -hmm. outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Uh, that might be confusing for some of you, but basically this is the birth of the church. Yep. And Peter, pretty important dude. Yeah. uh, Stands up and says a whole lot of things. To a whole bunch of people. And Peter, who is there in in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and, and John, Peter, who told John Mark what to put down, okay? And for some reason, Mark didn't want the fullness of all the things, right? But what does Peter say on this big, brilliant first sermon moment uh, about the ascension or his reign and his rule there in Acts uh, 2.33? Okay, well, starting in 32. Sure, yeah. Um, Peter says, God has raised this Jesus Actually, to go life. go to 29 because I to love 29. this passage so much. All right, yeah. all right. Okay, brothers, I can tell you confidently that the patriarch David died and was buried and his tomb is here to this day. But he was a prophet and knew that God had promised him on oath that he would place one of his descendants on his throne. Seeing what was ahead, he spoke of the resurrection of the Christ, that he was not abandoned to the grave, nor did his body see decay. All right, pause there. Basically, he's been having this conversation about Yes, David's important, very important for the people that he's talking to. They're in right. Jerusalem, there for Pentecost. And he's basically saying, y'all, David's still dead. Yeah. Not Jesus. Not Jesus. Okay, keep going. His body did not see decay. Yeah. God has raised this Jesus to life, and we are all witnesses of that fact. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. Good. 
Right? So again, this whole exalted to the right hand of the Father. Yep. That's he's reigning. He didn't say he ascended to the Father and we're he's just resting to pick now. Up with us. Yeah. He's exalted. He is okay? exalted. He is reigning. He's busy. He is ruling and he's he's acting because mm-hmm. he sent the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is really, really good stuff. Yeah. Okay, so that's Peter starting out the ministry. And then right. Paul is going to pick pick up on these exact same pieces as he goes through. So let's go uh, Ephesians. Why not? Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. Not our 8 and 9 Lutheran friends. Um, but we're going to go Ephesians 2, 6 uh, to see what it says there. You've already got it? Yep. Go mm-hmm. ahead and read it for us. Ephesians 2, 6. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in in Christ Jesus in order that the coming ages, he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. There you go. So raised us up with him and seated us. Seated us. On that throne, that reigning thing with him in the heavens. Okay, seated us with him in the heavens in Christ Jesus. And this is really, it's not saying that we're ruling. Mm-mm. Jesus is still reigning. It's talking more about a unity that we all have through faith by the right. word of God to Jesus. Okay, but this this language of being exalted and seated on a throne. Okay, how about Colossians 3? That's one of my favorites. I get to read that one. <laughs> Colossians 3, verses 1 through 4. Similar conversation. Oh, yeah. This yeah. unity with Christ mm-hmm. means you have this promise of resurrection, you unite it with Jesus. Uh, so Colossians 3, 1 through 4. So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. This is previewing the next time, right? Christ is up there and he's reigning and he's going to be back. Yep. That's and we Paul's get to message. go with him. Yes. We get to go with him. Yes. We will be with him in a very, very full way. Okay. And then there's Philippians is another one that talks about Philippians 2. We've been here before on the mm-hmm. podcast, um, but Philippians 2, 9 to 11. You want to read that for us? Yeah. These are some of my favorite verses. So Philippians 2, 9. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. That is an active king. Yes. That is an active king. And I I really appreciate throughout the pages of scripture that we have seen uh, earthly kings that wanted this kind of respect and wanted to have this kind of reign and tried to force it onto yeah. their people. I think of Nebuchadnezzar, you know, sure. wanted everybody to bow down bow to him statue, yeah. and his statue. And, and we see that uh, when Jesus comes back and Jesus, King Jesus, who is reigning and ruling right now, mm-hmm. he is. I mean, that's just, he is. That power is going to be undeniable, undeniable and unmatched in anything we've ever seen. And his kingdom will have no bounds. No bounds. And his kingdom will be very different than every worldly kingdom that has ever been established, right? Right. We're not going to see Jesus's face on a whole bunch of money. We're not going to see Jesus statues everywhere. We're not going to do this because he will be with us Mm -hmm. in a new and a different way. And this Mm -hmm. is so, so key. My only other passage that I had down of what the word says is just Psalm 110.1, which just mentions this this language that Paul picks up Mm -hmm. on over again of being seated at the right hand of God. David uses those words in Psalm 110, and it's just this fulfillment of the promise of being seated at the right hand. Like so important for us too. And I like what you said earlier about Jesus uh, coming in justice. 
and and Good. establishing justice because Psalm 10 speaks to that. And that I always will, love I always love breaking down that word justice too because mm-hmm. we think we know what justice is. We do is, not. But but a lot of times we use justice in different ways. Mm-hmm. And I love the simple definition I got of justice is righting wrongs. And and he will. And that yeah. is that is powerful. And that's where I find the comfort is yeah. that it you know, we we've made a mess of things. We've we've a hundred percent made a tangle. It's like you know, ladies, when you take your your necklace off, and you put it in your jewelry box, and then it gets a knot in it, and you don't know how. How did it get a knot when it's just sitting in your in your jewelry box, but it's knotted beyond repair? We've done that. We've done that to God's creation. We've done that to the world. But when Jesus comes, He's going to take the kinks out. Yes. He's going to untangle everything. He's going to make things right. And that is that's something to be hopeful and joyous about. Absolutely. And, so. and and he is reigning and ruling right now. Right now. it's I, I still go back to, I'm sure I've shared this. I know I've shared it on Raise Him Up, another podcast <laughs> in our family here at Trinity. Um, but I appreciate, like I was talking to a third grader one time who was a little anxious. And I always love asking the question in general, like, well, have you ever felt this way before? Has anything helped? And this little third grader said, well, yeah. I had a counselor who invited me to trace my hand on a piece of paper. And then once I I didn't, I wrote down the things in the middle of the hand that I could control. And I wrote down the things on the outside of my hand that I couldn't control. Right? What a really cool exercise, period, the end. But then I said, once we did that, I said, let's do that again. And then the invitation was, now here's the really, really cool thing. Do you know who holds this whole paper? Who it's his... His hand has everything that you've written down there. Mm-hmm. Jesus. That's awesome. Right? He's yeah. the one that's in control of all the things. And it's so hard sometimes because it's like, well, if he's so in control, then wouldn't he, wouldn't he, wouldn't he, wouldn't he? Right. Um, and, and that's the hard one that we truthfully answer the question like, I don't know why he's not doing the certain things that we know. Why isn't he writing the wrongs now? We all want him to write the wrongs right now. Because in the fullness of time. He will. He will. Exactly. We just have to wait. Yeah. Exactly. And we get to talk about that next time. We and, do. Oh, Dallas, we're it's going to be so good next gonna be time. It's going to be a wild ride. Yeah. We're going to have to watch ourselves we are. so greatly. We need, a, we need a timer in here. We do. No, we, I think we're good this time, but next time. Next time we're going to we got to watch ourselves. Yeah. Friends, we're going to do our best because it was so funny. Like uh, we, we talked about the premise of this whole podcast is the, the, the Ethiopian and the mm-hmm. chariot. Right, mm-hmm. someone that doesn't know these things. Help Friends, me understand. We're going to invite you to keep asking us questions. Yeah, maybe there's stuff that we've uh, pinned to our imaginative board conversations you want us to have, or maybe there's things that we're saying that you're like, y'all, you're still too much for us. Mm-hmm. Tell us. Yeah, please. You've heard our goal. We put it out there first and foremost because we want to be held accountable mm-hmm. to trying to bring this word and what it says to anyone and everyone. Right. And so, so yeah, it was. I had a conversation with someone this week. It was great. I love the honesty. I really did. That they were like, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm in that church. Uh, I wasn't raised in the church. I don't understand a single thing y'all are saying. And I was like, thank you for saying that. Let's talk. We will. <laughs> yes, thank you. That's what it was. And that's what it was. We were like, let's set up a time to meet. Because I were in there, he's, Really? I was like, yeah. yeah. I was like, I really, I appreciate that sometimes, especially when we spent our lifetimes yep. with with this stuff, it's so comfortable and familiar with us. But for newbies, it might be like, it might be a little I overwhelming. Still struggling. Mm-hmm. I'm not tracking. I have questions, y'all. We love questions. We find them so helpful. Someone else is in the same boat. Dallas, I actually went so far as to be so bold as to say that probably 
60% of the people that are showing up to church on a weekend are in the same boat that guy was. I would imagine that, yeah, Just that's a true statement. Just not enough to say something right. about it, right? And this guy did. And I'm like, yes, thank yeah. you. And, and what, because people can feel so lost walking into Christian community mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's my hope this podcast is that open door for an honest conversation to try and simplify it down as much as we possibly can. So we've got Jesus reigning on the throne and yep. he's there. He's there. For now, mm-hmm. um, which is great news for all of us who trust him with what he's about to do, which is come back. Come back. And we get to talk about that next time. Next so friends, time. share this episode, have conversations about this stuff. That's what really makes our hearts happy mm-hmm. about what we're doing here. Um, just continuing that conversation. Um, but with that, Dallas, would you close us in a word of prayer? I'd be happy to. Father God, we thank you for the time you've allowed us to come and and meet with you and try and and get to know you and your son a little bit better. Father, I ask that you would continue to bless this ministry, that you would continue to send your Holy Spirit to work in our lives. And Father, with the people listening, as we get closer to the holidays, that you would send a double portion of your Holy Spirit to families, that you would calm uh, any anxious nerves, that you would bless them with travel mercies. And uh, we just love you and thank you for the for for allowing us the opportunity to to get to know you better, Father. In the mighty, precious name of Jesus, amen. Amen.